0: So, comes along, Hashem, it is like this The intention of the Creator in creating the creation was In order to do something which was As much as we can understand And we can't understand really anything about the The Creator of our worlds But what we can do is we can understand His interaction with us Which, the way it's described as the Midas The only access we have to the Creator Is we can't understand the essence Because we don't have the right faculties to do so just like an ant can't understand the psychological trauma of someone's bobber picking their nose, so can we not understand the mind of the Abish. It's impossible because the stuff that you need to understand it is beyond the faculties that we have it just doesn't, it doesn't fit into the system. So when you try to understand it, there's just short-circuiting going on all the time. So we don't try to do that. What we do try to understand is, according to our limited faculties, the interaction that we can somehow grasp, which is, in our world, there was a reason and a motivation for the creation, even though in the He-Bisha's world we can't even begin to fathom. But what we can say is, one thing we can know about the Hebishtah is that he's is he's good, and the way the Ramchal describes it in Derech Tfuno is another one of his works is Derech Ha Toiv The defining nature of someone who is Toiv is lative Someone who is the word good is way too lame to describe fully what Toiv means even though it's often translated as that Toiv, it's a Derech of a person is Toiv to to give over to others. So the way we can grasp it is the Ebishtah, <laughs> the Rabbeinu Lolam, the creator of all worlds. It's as if he is this overflowing sense of goodness and as a result of his own goodness it overflowed into creation. creation. The, the creation is, and that's the fundamental point is that the, the entire creation is only there for our good. It was the ultimate altruistic act. It was the ultimate act of Chesed. The world came into being through Chesed as it says in the verse in Tehillim Olam, the world is saturated, enveloped, and characterized by Chesed Kindness. And if the world appears otherwise to us, there's something that we're missing in our perception, which is something we can explore and figure out. Well, if so, why is it evil? Why is it all the stuff going on? Why is there pollution? And why are, why, are, why are cockroaches? Why are they cock, cock, cockroaches? And even worse, how come they can survive a nuclear war and we can't? So I'm saying, bitch, lame, uh, you've got cockroaches, but I mean, let them like, let them die when there's nuclear warfare, at least. some small consolation. So why? These are the kind of the philosophical questions that keep us up at night. The last one's not very philosophical.
1: There's no, if we couldn't die in nuclear war, then we're not going to get the Mashiach. There's certainly
0: oh. not going to come to peace. Oh uh, yeah. So you've dealt with the, us dying in the nuclear war, but you haven't resolved the cockroaches. In other words, will there be cockroaches in the Messianic era? something which is discussed in depth
1: <laughs> Because the world is created with Chesed, does that necessitate that Hashem is pure Chesed? Because like, I can do good for somebody but I'm not necessarily a good person
0: So the, Ram, the Ramchal says that, that, that there, was the, there was Hashem's... What we can understand of Hashem's nature is the goodness in it So yes, it's not like he, he He's all these things and He also did this good V'hinei, paragraph 2, we are in the second chapter of Derech Hashem. V'hinei, tir. And now look. Behold, look. Ki hu levadu sh'moi ha amiti ha mikol ha Hashem is absolute perfection. Denied of any deficiency or lacking. Ve'en shleimus achar k'moi hu-klau. is nothing which is perfect like the Rebbeinu <laughs> Sh'olom. V'nimcah. Consequently calls Shleimus She Yedume Any kind of perfection, completion that we can imagine Chutz Mishleimus Yisbaruch Shmoy apart from Hashem Hina e'en eno Shleimus Amiti It's not true perfection Elo Yikare Shleimus It's only called that way Berech al-inyan Yechaseh Mimeno Relative, it's a relationship Relative to something more lacking it's considered perfection. But absolute perfection is only found by Hashem. There's degrees of perfection, of course. For example, take an analogy from Aaron Jacobs' world, surfing. So you get, I never said you, I said your world. Surfing is part of the Australian culture, perhaps one of the highest parts of the Australian culture. <coughs> I told you the story about my sister swimming and she got caught in she got caught in the rip, Mordechai The rip is this uh, massive current that pulls you out to sea in Australia and that can, must be terrifying because, I mean, there's sharks in the sea and you also don't want to drown So, <laughs> so you get, you're swimming, all of a sudden you find this, this undercurrent Now the, the rule with the rip is that it pulls you way out and then it actually brings you back in It's like in a circle, so if you just go with it
1: are you supposed to swim parallel to the shore so you swim out no, of the rip? No, you're yeah, not going to do it. You let it take you out enough that, that, that it's less strong. Because it's very strong where there's sh- more shallow water. Once you get deep enough, it's very easy then to swim parallel and then you go with the tide. So you have to
0: go with the rip, um, but you can imagine that for a person not well versed in being caught in rips, so it's a pretty terrifying experience. So my sister got caught in a rip and she's there like saying, Vidoui.
1: <laughs>
0: she passed the surf and goes, yeah, caught in a rip. <laughs> That's kind of the Australian way of dealing with stress. Yeah, you caught in a rip, looks like you're going to drown. Yeah, you want a hand? <laughs> 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 like very difficult, to contrast that, just to contrast that, and then we'll bring us back directly to the Derek HaShem. The difference between Australian lifeguards and Israeli lifeguards. Australian lifeguards we went to this beach. We went to this beach. They—they they do not so which is already a difference between them. And we went to this beach, a deserted, pretty much deserted beach. That's where I was permissible to go to. There were no scantily clan maidens ala- around. Was, and they're like, th- these waves were huge, and the average person would be killed by one of these waves. And the currents were just out of control. And there was like this classic bronze Aussie lifeguard six foot four, beautifully built, every muscle perfectly defined and accentuated and it's like about, it's getting towards, you know, <laughs> it's getting towards dusk and he like looks at the beach and there's, there are these people who are, like just beyond the breakers and they look like they're dying. <laughs> so like we're sitting there like, we, we the, the exposure to the surf was we gingerly like placed our toes in the water and then ran back out of fear (laughs) and these people there who are being pulled out to sea, and they definitely their death is impending and he comes over to us casually strolling and he goes yeah you know you know those people don't we know he says yeah it looks like they in a bit of trouble you know i'm i'm just about to knock off (laughs) 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 just about to knock off you know think they're okay. (laughs) After all, it's 5 to 5. (laughs) Job is a job. (laughs) Contrast this with the Israeli lifeguard. The Israeli lifeguard very rarely does he set his foot in the water because he has a very large loudspeaker. His loudspeaker is his greatest weapon. So what happens is, the beach is deserted and it's a Mediterranean Sea and there are mild waves ranging from three inches to six <laughs> and you walk towards the water and you get ankle-deep and it all, it all is quiet around until the air is broken by the following sound ADON! ADON! Tizdakeh translated loosely into English Term, it is dangerous. Now what happens is... <laughs> what happens is, if there's one person, so it's relatively easy to identify yourself as being the object of the lifesaver's loud display of concern. The problem is, when there are numerous people in the water, all ankle deep, and then the lifesaver goes, "I done!" 400 people turn around, looking back. And he goes, Kenata <laughs> Yes you <laughs> So then he has to be more specific. So he says Imakutza <laughs> wearing the white shirt. There are three hundred and twenty people wearing white shirts. <laughs> that's the Israeli lifeguard experience. And that's related as you know more directly to what the Derech Hashem is saying. Because the perfection of the Israeli lifeguard or lack thereof can only be in relation to the Australian lifeguard, one cannot see it in isolation and therefore when one evaluates life we see things only in relative terms and not in absolute terms so people are better and worse but there's no one who's ultimate because when you say his ultimate level of perfection the ultimate guitarist will only be the ultimate guitarist until someone else goes and is and better than him or he's only ultimate because there's someone worse than him, there's an interesting anecdote from uh, some of the Chachamim were really feisty characters. Reb- Chatzkel Abramsky, who was a dying in London and later came to live in Eretz Israel, was known for his strength of character. And he lived in England at the time of another great sage called Leb- Rebleib Gurvich. And they were, both, uh, they were both in England at the same time. And um, someone asked Reb Chatzkel, who is uh, the biggest Tom Chacham in England? and he said, I'm number one and Reb Laib is number three So he said, "And who's number two? He says, there isn't a number two
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful description of what the Ramchali is saying? That any perfection is releva- relative to the perfection to something else in relation to it so he held that he was two steps above anyone else that came close to him do you, do you get do you, are you getting this? this? is not that complex it a bit simple, but isn't that beautiful? The ability just to like be genuine and real <laughs> Hey? You could learn a lot from Bengayi, Shlomo I wish I could I uh, know, so do uh, I So <laughs> <laughs> Means he's like making a joke that... Hey, you, got you got it, it. <laughs> takes a bit of time. It's like a little time relapse, but you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the first paragraph of the Ramchal. And he continues in the second paragraph, and he says, the alkane, khain yes. Switching modes. Take a deep breath. Now we getting slightly more serious. And we're going back to the Ramchal. al because Hashem's will was, his desire, to do good to another, He did not suffice by giving partial good. Thank you. In order for him to give over the good, and his intention was to, give, to, to bestow goodness upon another, which is a fundamental underlying motivation of what we can comprehend about creation, he wants to give them, obviously, the ultimate good. If you've got a choice to give better and worse goods, you're going to give the best possible good. But there was a problem. The ultimate good is Hashem himself. So it must be that if he wants to give the ultimate good, and he is ultimate good, when he gave to a creation, the ultimate gift would have to be he'd give to the creation himself. The ultimate perfection, the ultimate goodness, the, the source of everything which is true, true and pure and good wants to give a gift to another and he wants to give the ultimate gift ultimately he wants to give the thing which is the greatest greatest possible in unfathomable good, which is him himself zach
1: um i don't know if we're going to talk about it later or not, but the whole like I'm still like like thinking on the idea of like that seems to like the like these words like gift and hesed and Like bestow upon another, and like all these things, like it's very difficult when like Hashem is Acharei, He's only, it's it's, it's Hashem and like that's it. Like so, how like even Hashem having the concept of like bestowing good or like doing Chesed or like or giving a gift, like all those imply like another, like and uh, and like and so it's like how does that like how how can you use those words, like. It's very, like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, it's very not in line with...
0: In other words, that's going to be, I think that's the theme of this of this chapter, of how to reconcile the paradox of the, the unity of creation, that everything is one, and yet they are created beings, mm-hmm. which, is, which is, you're right, which is really very difficult and paradoxical, and Let's see how he develops the theme further in the perk. Good. Yes, we will try to deal with that as the time continues. So, paragraph two is, Hashem wants to give the good. He's not going to give partial good because that's not going to do the job. He wants to give the ultimate good. The ultimate good is himself, so that he'll only be able to realize his goal by giving himself. Now we're getting to the problem that Zach anticipated. On the other hand, But since the ultimate good is Him, how can he give it to another? So now you've got a paradox. He wants to give the ultimate good. Were to give the ultimate good, which is Him, so then there'd be no, there'd be no created being. There would only be Him. The there'd be no giving. You can't, if good is him, so, and he gave that, so then it would be him. So there'd be no giving. It would be exactly what Zach g- exact said. So now he, he, he deals with this struggle again. We, we, this is going to be, this is hard and this deep and not easy. This 12 is only inside of him. Alcane therefore the wisdom decreed Hashem's wisdom decreed that the reality of this giving of goodness to provide space a way of the creations to connect to Hashem in a way to the measure, to the extent that they would be able to do so. And then, And then, it will result that even though from their own intrinsic nature could be impossible for them to have the perfection of Hashem, by them connecting to Him, cleaving to Him, becoming part, as it were, of him to come to them to the degree that through this connection they could get to and therefore they'd be able to derive benefit, enjoy the true good to the degree that they can and therefore it would come out since the goal of creation was to create a Bri, a being that would be able to enjoy, derive benefit, pleasure from Hashem's goodness, but he said, in the way that he could. So again, let's just a brief précis of what the Ramchal says. He starts off with a few axioms. The goal of creation was for Hashem the God of creation was Hashem to take His goodness and bestow it upon another in order to do so it wouldn't suffice to give a second, third or fourth grade goodness, it would have to be the ultimate goodness and the ultimate goodness is Hashem Himself so fine, I'll give Him that. Problem though Way to give him the ultimate goodness there would be no creation it would be Hashem and Hashem so therefore there has to be the ultimate goodness but space for something else to exist so therefore what he does is he creates a creature that is not immediately bestowed with ultimate goodness but has the potential to connect and we'll see how to that ultimate goodness And therefore, they will be able, according to the way, in the limited sense that they can have have a connection to the ultimate goodness, which is the purpose of creation, and they will still be a created being. So essentially, the whole point of creation is providing space for another, yet allowing another access to the ultimate good. Things are, at this point in time, just a word of warning about the Sefer Derech Hashem. The way he works is it's almost like a pyramid. He starts off an inverted pyramid with the largest, deepest, most profound ideas and then they become more specific as he develops the themes throughout the Safer. So We now are already going through the hardest and most difficult comprehend parts of the Safer. As things go on, he discusses the details in more depth it actually becomes a lot more accessible so we are going to require a little bit of patience and the ideas are going to need to sit with us and just cook for a while. Um, Jewish learning, one must always recall, is very much like Jewish food. And as we all know, the ultimate Jewish food is (laughs) Cholent. And just like, if I could respectfully take out my Talmudic thumb. Just like Cholent, the longer you leave it upon the blech, the better it (laughs) tastes. So too. Jewish learning, the longer you cook it in your mind, the better it tastes that's what it's about so sometimes, you know, you have to these are deep ideas I've been this was actually the first chapter I learned in my journey back towards Judaism <laughs> so I've been pondering these words for the last 26 odd years sorry? good thing I remember when I first learned it certainly is because otherwise I've been able to ponder them for 26 years I would have thought oh gosh what was I thinking about then but luckily I've been pondering them for the last 26 years It's about time to get to the end of the book though. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Sorry I didn't hear you Jacob I said it's about time to maybe to read the end of the book <laughs> Maybe that's where the answer <laughs> <laughs> is right I never thought about that maybe I should read chapter 2, two. that's good That's, that's. Hmm. That's helpful advice, Jacob. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. Would you also like to have maybe a word about system in the <laughs> curriculum here? You and Zach can maybe get together and design. <laughs> we're, we're finished? <laughs> I
1: don't want
0: to look at words anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Whatever you want. Just let's remember who runs the show over here. Take out your book now and put it in front of you. <laughs> Yes, Johnny. Um, how do we understand that God desires to this day good? Because to me, if He desires something, that means you're lacking it. And they're saying that God's perfect. Right. So, so the only way we can understand this is, and is there any, is, it's really, it's it's trying to come to terms with an altruistic act. An altruistic act means that you're actually not in it for yourself in the slightest possible way. And there's a difference to needing something, and doing something because you want it. The, the, if, you, if you have a need to give, to help, to assist another, and that's part and parcel of your character, so you can't, it's hard to say that it's, that's selfish. You're not doing it because it gives you a tingling f- expression. You're doing it because of the other. Th- there's a lot of discussion in terms of the creative power of the Medusa mm. Chesed. In a way, the altar of, of um, Slabotka says the reason why the angels that visited Abraham were created is because he needed to do chesed. Because the nature of chesed is it's creative power. It creates the it creates the vehicles where you can express your chesed on them, which, which again is a deep idea. Um, before fetching Mike I'll just go back to Job and gera
1: Is there anywhere I beg your pardon, you have to speak louder.
0: There's a lot of traffic. Why did...
1: he there, talk anywhere that, as to why this giving ultimate goodness had to happen at this point yeah, in time. time? What do you mean this point in time? Where the world is only 5,000 half many years There's
0: off. no point in time. In other words, before the world was created, there was no time. Time was created so with the world. We did, there's no point in time, you can't say that. It's, it's like saying, how often does a wall shave? You, you can't. <laughs> you, you, it doesn't oh, go together. No old? time, no time. Time was created with the world. You can't say, oh, yeah. I said, mm, Sunday looks like a nice day to create the world. Sunday, Sunday. How about Tuesday? Nah, Tuesday is the middle of the week. Can't create the world in the middle of the week. It's not going to work well. And this whole story. It's going to be off, kill. Okay, let's go for Sunday. How's Sunday sound? Sunday sounds great. Well, it's not called Sunday. That's so. That's so odd. Let's call it Yom Rishon. Ah, much better. The first day, of course. yeah Okay,
1: can I rephrase the question? You
0: certainly need to, I mean, after <laughs> that. Not necessarily
1: at this point in time, but why did Hashem feel He needed to give, at any point in time ever, the goodness to anyone?
0: So again, a, there, there, that's the point where our brain short-circuit. That, that, that question we can't, we can't fathom. We can only say after creation what we can get from it. We can't think about before creation. For creation, that's where you start going outside the realms of space and time. We can't think beyond the realms of space and time. Mikey. No, yeah, it was
1: pretty much a similar. Uh,
0: okay, good. Um, you're on that turn. um
1: Could it be, we? Could, I'm thinking we can still function with the definition of desire as as uh, a lacking, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your own lacking. You could you could take on another person's lacking and therefore still have desire to give. Like that would seem like altruism, like.
0: You, you, okay, your
1: maybe a different another person's lack. Truth
0: is, chesed is even when the b- a person doesn't have a lack. Chesed is when you give something to someone that they didn't need and they weren't lacking. It's just a, it's an addition too. Chesed is like, for example, you come into the share and you look who hasn't got a derech hashem and you say, "Why don't you take mine, <laughs> mine, the one mine, my cherished derech hashem, the one I used to connect to God with." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back in. in
1: this in this session, we've been dealing with why or why God created us, and and in and, and and as you as you put it, so that He could give part of Himself to us in terms of the ultimate benevolence and, and ultimate altruism. So, so like just 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 to make sure I've got this through my head, God is God is there, God God. And you decide, I'm going to create a being lesser, much lesser than I, so that it could experience my greatness.
0: Beautiful. Beautifully put. Thank you. Well summed up. Possibly the most relevant thing that's been said in the show today, <laughs> and I think Mordechai would agree. Do you agree, Mordechai? If you agree, you're in trouble. If you don't agree, you're also in trouble. That
1: sounds kind of like... Sounds selfish, Robyn. Yeah, Hush or like it, like for some, like. But it sounds like if if I were to equate it to a human, it would sound pompous. It would be like, I'm gonna make you so you can see how great I am.
0: So I see like, you. You right. There's, there's a point. Like, good. Okay. Good. That's that's put on. Put in on the burner. Put in the burner. Switch on the stove. Low flame. Meat. Potatoes. Let it cook.